Welcome back to Sermon Extra. Buckle up, everybody. We've got a long uh, road ahead of us. Have, have, yeah, have, have you ever pinched a hose and let it build up behind <laughs> it for we, a we long time? We started talking about, uh, yeah. we're going to catch up from the few weeks we missed and yeah. turned into, well, maybe one sentence. And yeah, and, yeah It you, was 2023 last time we met. It's that There's a little kid's book. Oh give a mouse a cookie. It's like if you give a pastor a mic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyhow... It's 2024. Yes, it is. That's I hadn't thought about that. It was a year ago that we met. So <laughs> nice, nice. No, oh, it's been it's been just a wonky January. I mean, everything. I feel like hmm. half more than half the month is gone, and we got to do kind of a mad catch up with all the weather and school outings, and then just exactly. It just feels like it can't be. What is it? The 20. First, second, twenty second. Thank <laughs> you. Why second of January? What day it is? Absolutely insane. But it's good to be back together. We started a new sermon series. Yeah. Um, where did we start? That was a few weeks well, ago. It was you, eternal. <laughs> I guess Matters that was me. Of the Matters of the heart. Matters of the heart. Yes. The idea that there are certain things that matter to God, and then should matter to us as His people, His church. Mm-hmm. And so we started with eternity. Good place to start, I think. Um, God being eternal and wants us to be with Him for eternity, and so eternity matters. and And for us to live, then uh, one of the things I had shared, you know, do we, do we live for the dot, mm-hmm. or, or are we living for eternity? And how do we approach that? And then the second week, just building off of that, I think each week kind of builds um, because eternity matters. Then relationships mm-hmm. matter. Relationship with God. Relationship. With others, it was fun to uh, take team that message with Larry Elias. That was good, and uh, that was a truncated Sunday of just a, a nine thirty service. Yeah. But we yeah, had a lot of attendance. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I only had to preach one. Once. <laughs> yeah, you're like I was kind of like once and a half. It's kind of nice, sir. But yeah, and then so thankful that Larry is helping to. Uh, we're breathing life back into our small group ministry, which we're calling life groups in the new year and mm-hmm. relationships play a big part of that and eternity. And then, and then just building off of it this week, Pastor Andy was generosity too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Which um, was a little, and before we jump yeah. into that, let me, let me uh, reflect back on that. Uh, for those that, that were at that service live, we were, we were surprised. We had 150 to 200 people that came yeah. on that yeah. negative 22 mm-hmm. Sunday morning, but we uh, we did have about uh, almost 500 uh, different logins, so different computers, different households that worshipped with us online. We thank everyone for joining us, yeah, and, yeah. and we're happy that people have have started to find yeah. where they can they can connect with us when they just can't make it into the building for a so, Sunday. So, Scott, just for those who don't know, you know, kind of like we calculate uh, an average if we had 500 unique logins, right? Um, that represents what thirty people at every computer, which is about <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so it could be a TV, so it could be a full living room, yeah, <laughs> movie theater. Yeah, no, but we do a have a we do have a, a calculation. That we just yeah, other churches have looked at it too, and and they 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 try to come up with a number, and there's no scientific basis behind it at all. But it seems to average out around two and a half to three people per. Yeah. Is what we feel comfortable saying. So yeah, if it's three people per, then that's fifteen hundred people that were. Worshiping all which together, can, which which was really neat at the same time. I think just giving people perspective, if they hear yeah, 500, yes. does that mean 500? Yeah. It's like, well, it could be 1,000, could have been 1,500. And um, that was yeah. at the moment. That was right. That was our peak uh, at the end of the service. So okay. if I go Join back, our- then you have a number of people who, who mm-hmm. later come yep. in and, yeah. and 
So we had great attendance. Yeah. Yeah. So I had something neat happen this Sunday. So um, with Andy preaching, you know, who's ever preaching is usually out in the great hall greeting. And then the other pastor and elders are up front for people to come up and talk and pray. And I had someone come up and introduce themselves to me. And they shared how he's a truck driver, so he's on the road a lot. And um, Lincoln is not his home. He has friends here and those friends at Messiah. Um, But he says, I just, I've been worshiping with you online. And so I just, now I'm loving that when I'm in the area passing through to be here in person. So he's like, I just wanted to come. And and, uh, so maybe he's listening to this podcast. Shout out. There we go. Uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you turn the video off. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, eyes right. forward. Yeah, there we go. But so I, I just love that. You know, yeah, I love that we're we're at this place now where we're able to connect with people in just in different ways through mm-hmm. that. So yeah. absolutely, yeah. You go back five six years ago, we would have just had one service and it would have been cold and we would have had a hundred hundred fifty yeah. people that could have heard that message. And now, uh, thankful for that technology uh, to be able to reach out to others. Nice. Well, all we, right. Andy, yeah. Let's talk so about I was just going to say, uh, you know, eternity. I can get behind that. Absolutely. Preach on uh, togetherness. Sure, togetherness is good. Generosity. Uh, what, where's <laughs> Pastor Andy going to go with this? So, yeah. um, so I obviously I took it a little bit different direction, and um, I think this was a great reflection time for me because looking back, obviously, I shared some of my story before, but you know, like many, I struggled with the the two masters and. You know, I think we can all get to a transactional place. The world feeds that to where when we talk generosity, we're talking give and take. We're talking, okay, something's need, need, somebody needs something from me or the church needs something from me, the pastor needs something from me, you know, guard your pockets kind of thing. And we've all been there. Uh, and, and it's not just related to church. It's anywhere. It's, it can lead to how we treat people, trust. But what I realize is, and is so clear in Scripture, is it's a heart thing. And what I'd never really realized and why I reflected on the story that I did is because I'd never looked at generosity and God's call of it from me as a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the term I ended up finding was God is clearly generous to us, to me, to us, but he's also generous through me. And if you look at scripture and if you look at the history of the church, there's one, there's several but there's one that really stands out characteristics of God's people, and that's their call to be generous. And, and they are generous, right? I mean, <clears throat> the early church is, I love one of my professors said, he's like, how much did the early church give? Was it 10%? No, everything. Like they were giving it all to launch the church that was going to preach Jesus Christ. So um, point being, uh, we're called to do that. And, and that looks different for everybody else. You've got to search your heart. You've got to talk to God. Um, and I think tying it to Deuteronomy six worked really well. And then even, um, I found that those were the words Jesus used in the wilderness when he was starting his ministry that was completely generous, a complete gift of himself. Um, so it was a meaningful sermon to me. I I know it resonated with a lot of people, especially like, I remember being broke (laughs) and having to write that check. And I had a lot of people come to me and, you know, and I I appreciated you, you sharing that personal story. I mean, I think that was very powerful to say, this is, this is the wrestling match we had and you didn't sugarcoat it the same. You know, I I love the part where you're like, we didn't get a check the next day in the mail. there, There wasn't this, God put it on my heart to write this check. And then the next day I won the lottery, yeah. you know, and it's, it, it, a lot of people I think in the pew are like, yeah, it, it's a wrestling match yeah. and it's, it's difficult, but God takes care of you. Yeah. 
And, and, yeah. and he did. And, and it, he did answer our prayers in some huge ways. But I was telling Pastor Dustin, like, I didn't have time to get into how rough it was. But Janae and I were, I asked her, you know, can I share this? And we were praying about this. And, um, there was a time when I was, I mean, frankly, Janae makes good money and I was making okay money, but we had two kids in daycare. It was like, we just, we couldn't make ends meet, you know, and, and it was hard. And then the, the need to give to the church, which was a promise we made came. I was driving Lyft. A lot of people don't know this about me. I didn't wow. know that about you. I was you. driving Lyft nice. in Lincoln and it was a time when there weren't a lot of Lyft drivers. Uh-huh. So I was highly in demand, but I'm not kidding you. I would work all day long. In fact, my, my firm that I was working for absolutely despised this, but I told them like, I got to pay the bill. And I would go to work at 10 PM on a Saturday night, like Husker game night or whatever, like basketball games, whatever. And I would work from 10 PM driving until about 2 AM when yeah. taverns closed. Yeah. And I would go home, sleep for a couple hours, and then I'd come hear you guys preach. And Janae was like, I still can't believe you were able to stay awake during their... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but, and, and that wasn't... Normally, it's different. Wait a minute. There was, there was, a, there was a stab What's the there. point of this? Yeah, 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 yeah get to the point. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but thank goodness that wasn't a large time in our life. But yeah. it, it, I look back on it now of like, man, it was hard, but like... I was making some of those choices that put me there. And then God was working on me through all of that. And it's just been like to get here, yeah. you know, now I see to get here, but like it just shows how much God can work on you. And the thing is, as I said it in the message, the hard stuff's where the heart changes. Like yeah. that's yeah. where it's like, yeah. if you look at our sermons and the, the things that matter to God, you're like, yeah, me too. Sure. But if you're like, no, I've got to, I've got to look at this. I've got to search my heart. That means God's really doing something. And I had a couple people reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I've been, God's been putting this on my heart and you just kind of, you know, poked it today. But, but that's when it's like, it, it might be a little painful to reflect. It might be a little challenging and you might have to make some really big changes in your life. I know finances, like I sat across from a thousand people in three years and talked about their finances. And mm-hmm. I asked a couple mm-hmm. of my finance, I was thinking of Nate Schmidt. I was going to ask him after the message and I was going to say, when people talk about their money, don't they reveal their heart to you? Yeah. You know, that yeah. where your treasure lies. Like, and I, I got, I mean, I can tell now what God was doing is he was showing me that by sitting across from people that were great stewards and, you know, had money perfectly in perspective and people that were just like, it's all about this and nothing else. And so that's why this message came together. It's like, man, God was doing this over years to kind of get, get my heart in a place where I could preach about it. So when you had started the message then and knowing it was on generosity matters, and then when I saw that it was Deuteronomy 6, I'm like, all right, that's not the text that I thought was going to go with this. But I was like, wow, it, it fits so well because it is a first commandment issue. It is an issue of the heart. It's an issue of who do you love or what do you love most? And I've seen reposted a number of times um, the statement, and you had it on one of your slides, that if God doesn't have our hearts Mm -hmm. and our children's hearts to the world will. And it is, you know, in in Deuteronomy six, it's parents, you need to be teaching Mm -hmm. your children, these things and, and all of these things, eternity and relationships and generosity, like these are things we need to be, need to be teaching our children. Um, And so I was like, yeah, this fits so well. And the whole idea that what are we leaving then for the next generation? Absolutely. And, and the, the, the comment that I made that I, I could have spent a whole sermon on and it's really kind of, it seems harsh, 
But I think for me, the biggest fear while I'm a pastor going forward will be if a parent comes to me and says, hey, my 20-year-old is having trouble with their faith or whatever. Mm-hmm. And anything can happen. Those those things will happen and we'll, we'll help them any way we can. But like, what if they weren't coming on Wednesday nights or they weren't in a Bible study or a life group? It's like these things God gives us are what, what shape the heart. So it's like now we can try and reshape the heart and, may, and you know, a 20 year old that's having trouble with faith can absolutely be strengthened in the faith and sharpen their heart. But, but as a pastor, you don't, you know, because they're probably going to blame us and go pastor. What, what did you do? But it's like, it breaks my heart when I couldn't, I know, Hey, I didn't get the time with them. I wanted to, to be in God's word with them. And that's kind of what I was thinking of is like, as parents now don't wait till that 20 year old has challenges, start to shape and walk with them now. And that's why 13 year olds, 14 year olds, eight year olds, three year olds, at this time in God's word, this time shaping their faith, as we say, from baptism, that's that's the start of God working on his children and he uses his church to do it. So I was kind of that's what I was that's what I was looking at is we need to work and shape our own hearts, being in God's word, being in the sacrament, but we need to pass that down too. And if you read the rest of Deuteronomy six, God takes the generations seriously and how they yeah. can be blessed beyond measure or they can be in a world of hurt. It's it, it matters what we do to God. Well, you know, and you you're talking about and, and we you know, the struggle. And and in this case we're talking generosity. Yeah. You could plug in a number of different things yeah. when it comes to the heart. Yeah. And and that's why this, you know, matters of the heart I think is so important. But when you're talking about changing the heart and you talked about dethroning mm. anything. Your term, which I love. Yeah, dethroning yeah. anything that's on there that letting God take his rightful place on that throne. Um, money is just, money's amoral. It's it's neither good nor bad. Yeah. It's neutral. Yeah. And But you mentioned Jesus' words, you know, where your treasure is there, your heart is also. So what pricks the heart, what stabs the heart, that sword Jesus talks about, cuts through everything, is that where where is your heart? And here's the thing that I think we we have to keep bringing this back to is, why? Why is this important? And and yes, it's important for moms and dads, grandma, grandpa, single people, our kids and everything. But it's also important for the people who don't know Jesus yet. If we don't, it, our generosity, and, and I get the joy of preaching on tithing. We just cut our attendance down by half by me saying <laughs> that. Um, but, but I get the joy of preaching on tithing this coming Sunday. And it's like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's it's a hard no when it comes to are these our dues? Are these the mm-hmm. the fees that we pay to be a part of a church? The why behind it is people matter, lives matter, eternity matters, fellowship, it's about uh, us. relationship matters. That's what I was trying to tee up for you. Is yeah. I never look at it that way. Is yeah. tithing is a way that God's given us to keep that generous generous call that that mm-hmm. shaping of our hearts just is a piece of who we are. Right. You know, that's that's a part of who we are as God's people. And so that out of generosity, Mm -hmm. out of relationships, out of a mind, you know, the whole we mentioned in eternity, it's not just something we're waiting for. It's something we're living out now. We're actively reaching out. Um, I I think we all should answer that question every time we is like, is this going to help us reach more people for Jesus? Mm -hmm. If we're generous, yes, it will. If we're tithing, yes, it will. If we're investing in relationships, you can just keep going down the yeah. list. Yeah. And we need, we, we live in a world that's very cause driven, especially a lot of our young people. It's like, what's the cause? What's the why? 
And I think we have to be unapologetic that the why is we need more people Here to know Jesus. Hmm. I just got back from New Orleans and um, I've been there, done that. Don't need to go back. Sorry, <laughs> youth group, go enjoy, help clean yes. it up, help clean it up, do something. But it's it was just so sad in so many ways. I mean, Scott, you were down there too, getting right, ready for the right. youth. I mean, we live in a cocoon in the Midwest. Oh yeah. Okay. And you walk around and you see the depravity, the emptiness. Um, man, there are people that need Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're just, there are people. And, and if we aren't being the church, you know, we say that when we introduce the tithes and offerings, Hey, you, and, and, and I think that I'm looking forward to kind of, what's the difference? What's a tithe? What's an offering? Okay. Um, but both are important. It's not two ways to say the same thing. Um, if we're, if we're giving out of generosity, if we're giving out of worship, it allows us to be that church on mission, mm-hmm. joining Jesus on his mission in this world so that more people come to know Jesus right here in our community. And, of course, as we always mm-hmm. say, to the ends of the earth. But, but no, I, I think it's that why has to be crystal clear. Mm-hmm. No, I, I absolutely Lives agree. matter. The, the God created them. It's, yep. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, I just... Uh, I think the generosity and the tithing are gonna gonna tie really close together. And I was trying to set up the overall generosity and tithing is yep. really a vehicle yep. and, and and another gift that God gives. And um, I think you're right. I've been thinking a lot about this through the generosity process. And when I wrote the check, it was awful and hard and scary. But at the same time, I've never regretted that gift because yeah. I yeah. know now, being on the inside, especially what it's gone to. Yep. Um, and I even said like what faith forward and faith was about was getting this started now built by faith is helping pay for it as well. Um, and, and I look at all the, I always say, I look at all the money that goes out from the Greer family chest. And I think about the stuff that we, what I look at and I'm like, man, we waste a lot, you know, and you look at kids and it's like, oh, I want this toy for yeah. 48 hours. They want that toy. You know, <laughs> like yeah, we've right. looked at where a lot of parents are reflecting, but when I give money to the church and then I come on Wednesday nights or I come on Sundays where I see the school going on, I'm like money well spent. Like, and and you hear my kids talking about Jesus or their friends talking about Jesus or the kids singing. And you're just like, take some more. You know, I don't know. I I, I just, it's, it's, these are the kids that are going to go out into the world. They are. And, Mm -hmm. And we're digging a well that they can drink from and it's the living water. And so I think that's what what I think it's what we're talking about. And 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 as I kind of asked us that question, are we going to squander it? I probably should have said at Messiah, we're not squandering it. No, we are not. We're doing exactly what what we're called to do. And and I pray that that people can recognize that and see that and 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 really start to understand why we do what we do. Yeah, because it matters to God, and so it should matter to us. And I, I the whole time I was looking through this, I'm like, that's who we're preaching right now is we're preaching the heart of Messiah, and it's just pretty awesome to see that. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about tithing. Uh, here's just a little nugget that I was thinking about was one of the differences between a tithe and an offering. A tithe already belongs to God. It's not yours. It, it's, it's not a, I wonder if I should give this to God. It already belongs to him. An offering is what we do out of the generosity of our hearts where we believe in something that's going on like a campaign. Your story was about an offering. Mm-hmm. You, you gave, you doubled your gift because you're like, God, 
what you're doing here is meaningful and powerful. We want to go above and beyond. But what we're giving in our tithe is not, it's not a question of should this belong to God? It does. And that's why Micah was like, why are you robbing God? You're, you're robbing. Why? Well, you can't rob somebody of something if it doesn't belong to them already. And and it's like, so I think it's hard for us sometimes in a world that, you know, we have, you know, dues and fees and memberships and stuff. This is already God's. It's, it's his. Mm-hmm. Now, do we relinquish it or do we tight fist it? And so anyway, it's it can be an all law day and it won't be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to come back to the why because people need to hear about Jesus. And when people tithe, the tithe in the Old Testament and in the New Testament was to make sure the church could do what the church is called to do, supporting its workers, supporting the people who are passionate, boots on the ground every day, trying to figure out different ways, new ways, and beautiful ways to reach people. Well said. Write that down. That's good. (laughs) I like that. Amen. (laughs) We'll play this for the— Well said. Sounds great. All right. Yeah. Having, having been gone for so long, you guys did a good job. Yep. Reined it in. That was all right. No, we look forward to uh, to completing this uh, yes. this series, to continuing to uh, to hear more about matters of the heart. And we're just a few weeks away from Ash Wednesday. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is. It's crazy. February 14th. It's crazy, so. Valentine's Day. Oh, I love yeah, it. It. The is. one time when Hallmark and... And the Bible collide in a, in a good way. So, in a good way. So, All right. Well, All right. Thanks for, uh, for coming together. And uh, hope your little cough feels a little yeah, bit better. It's than, just uh, traveling. Always great. Yeah, it'll get you. Fun, fun. All right. We're out.